You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Four Faith Fatherhood Podcast, a podcast for fathers by fathers, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance, and fitness. And this is a live episode, and obviously I'm not in my normal studio. I'm actually at my, my gym uh, in the front office. So you can see it's kind of bare. Uh, we really just focused on the gym equipment, the office we're building out now. I'm actually getting some furniture for it tomorrow. Um, so it's going to look different. And it's going to sound different, right? Because I don't have any of my mics, cameras, none of that stuff, right? So I'm just going off of my phone and my computer. Um, but I made a commitment to show up on these lives. I also made a commitment to continue to do the podcast even through this month. But as I mentioned before, this month's podcasts are going to be different because I am going to be focusing a little bit more on just getting in touch with you guys as opposed to uh, the interview format that I've been doing since the beginning. Uh, so this month, uh, these episodes will be just me um, focusing on some couple couple of different things that I wanted to talk about. And then in June, we'll get back to um, the interview episodes. And I got a couple of them already done, uh, a couple of them I'll be doing. So uh, those will start rolling uh, right away. But what I want to talk about today is uh, what I would call the mathematics in, in, of manhood or the mathematics of men. And it's really the mathematics of life. Like every, it kind of applies to everyone. So men, women, children, everybody. But but I, you know, obviously talking to fathers and talking to men, um, you know, calling it the, the mathematics of manhood. And um, so we have to be very very intentional and very careful about who we allow in our lives, right? Like I've mentioned before, this month we're talking about community because uh, the lone wolf, you know, the lone wolf lives alone and dies alone. And so if we are going to be stronger men building a stronger community, then we actually have to have a community around us. Um, I think a lot of times if we aren't checked, uh, if we aren't held accountable, uh, if we don't have someone to to look up to or someone to to mentor, uh, we find ourselves just kind of going through the motions and we don't really achieve our true greatness, whatever that might be. Um, and so again, talking about community and building the community uh, and, and trying to get more, more men involved in the idea of becoming a better man, becoming a better husband. If you are a husband, becoming a better father and you guys should all be fathers or probably our own fathers on the way to being a father. But anyway, let's get to the math. So, um, when I say mathematics of manhood, what I'm talking about, and again, talking about community is we have to be intentional about the people that we let into our lives. So people are coming to your lives to do four things, right? They either add to your life, they subtract from your life, they multiply things in your life, or they divide things in your life. And initially upon meeting someone, we don't know what their role is going to be, right? Like <clears throat> when I became a father, um, I had to look very carefully about the, guy, uh, the guys I had around me, right? Because I was trying to do something different with my life, right? So I'm looking at guys who are going to add 
to the type of man that I want to be. Even now, even now, like 10 years into fatherhood, 10 years and two kids down, I am looking for men to surround myself with that are going to help me become a better man so that I can become a better husband and a better father. Same thing for my, my relationship with my wife. The guys I keep around me are also married men, right? I don't have a bunch of single friends. I have some single friends, but we don't hang out like that, right? Because they are doing single man things. They're going out to clubs, they're drinking, they're talking to women. I'm nobody's wingman. I am not about to go fake entertain somebody while you try to hook up with her friend. That is not my role anymore. Those days are over, right? Uh, while you out fooling around doing stuff that, that you know, maybe you shouldn't do, uh, I'm not taking no chances with my life, right? I got two kids and a wife at home. I have no opportunity to be taking those risks that single men can take, right? Single men can do crazy stuff, right? Because if they die, it's just them, right? They have nobody to take care of, right? So their apartment, uh, you know, the, the landlord gets pissed off and, you know, whatever, right? Their car, they come repossess it, you know, everything is over. But me, I got a, you know, I got a five bedroom house, two cars, kids, dogs. Like I got all these things that I'm responsible for. I got businesses and I can't be taking single man chances. And so I have to surround myself with men who are on the same mental wavelength as me that are fathers, that are husbands, that have something to lose or have something to care about and also have something to gain, right? Amongst that group uh, that of men that are adding to my life, there are also men that are ahead of me, right? Men who have been married for longer, men who have what I would consider maybe more successful marriages than me. You can kind of judge that just based on your marriage. I think my marriage is really successful, but I think there's some dudes that are like, wow, uh, you know, I see them with their lady and I'm like, oh man, like they're really getting it done. I'm going to try that. I'm going to do this. Right. So you also have to have that. Right. You have to kind of be the bridge in the middle between where you're trying to get and also where somebody else is trying to get. So in my circle, I've got guys that are kicking ass in marriage. I got guys that are also kind of, you know, struggling a little bit in marriage. And so we're kind of or maybe like I got guys that are older than me in marriage. I got guys that are younger than me in marriage. And so I can give advice and I can get advice. Right. That's the importance of having a community is because. If I am always the one out in front and everybody's following me, then how do I push myself? Right. What do I have to aspire to? If I'm the one at the bottom. Right. Then I'm always fighting to get to the top. Well, at some point, I don't want to fight anymore. Right. And so when you're surrounding yourself with people, you have to think if this person is adding to my life, how are they adding to my life? Like I said, those guys that are above me or that I would consider to be a little bit ahead of me are pulling me up. Right. They're pulling me in their direction. Hey, this is what we're doing, young blood. This is how we do it with our kids. This is what I did with my daughter when she was 10, because he's already got a daughter that's 15. Right. This is what to expect when she's going into middle school. Right. And then I got my, my friends that have younger kids. I'm like, hey, man, kids going into elementary school, this is what you're going to face. Kids playing sports for the first time, this is what you're going to face. You're going to deal with coaches and, and coach pitch and dad and daddy ball and all these things. Right. And so, it forces me to be more than just myself because I have to stretch to meet one end, right? And I have to stretch to help the other. So again, when you when you put yourself in a community, you have to consider if somebody's adding to your life, right? Now, if somebody's subtracting from your life, right? Are they taking away from you something that that you know you would normally give to your family? Like I talk about having single friends. Single friends want to do stuff at random time, like just middle of the week. They want to go hang out, right? I can't. I'm I. I can't, dog. My my kids got softball or something, right? They got something going on. I don't have the free time that you have, right? 
Now, if I go choose to spend that time with you, I'm taking that time away from my family or from the thing that's most important to me. So it's subtracting from my life. Do I want someone who's going to continue to subtract from my life? It's going to continue to subtract from where I want to be and what I want to do. Right. So, again, taking into consideration, what do I want from the people who surround me? Right. From the group of guys. And I'm not talking about family because family is family. Right. You there's family members you love. There's family members you hate and family members you don't even know, don't talk to, don't care about. Right. And it just it just related to you somehow. So I'm not talking about family. I'm talking about chosen, the chosen people, people that you choose in your life. Right. You could choose people who add. You could choose people who subtract. Right. Or um, you could choose people who multiply. Right. People who come into your life and multiply what it is you already have going. Right. Um, I think the great thing about having a good woman in your life, and I say this to guys all the time, especially young guys, uh, you know, considering getting married, um, young guys who just gotten married is the beautiful thing about a good woman is that she will take what you bring to the table or whatever you have to the, you know, like whatever you have going on and she multiplies it. Right. Like that. I mean, that's kind of naturally what it is. Right. A man become, gets with a woman. You have, you know, marital relations. Boom. You're multiplying now because now it's not just one of you anymore. There's two of you. Right. Um, but then also just your ideas. Right. If you got a good woman, like you bring an idea to the table and she's like, oh, I really like that. This is what you can do with this. You can do with that. And like before you know it, you got a full blown business. You hadn't even thought about it. You was just talking about making some T-shirts. <laughs> right. Like. I was just talking about training a couple of kids and, and then she was like, you know, why don't you find out if you can do this and do that? Now we got full blown gym, right? Like this just little things like that where, you know, the people that you bring into your life, like I have friends where I'll bring them an idea and they're like, dang, that's kind of good, but this is what I will do. And then before you know it, we're scaling the business to, to something that, you know, I, I brought to my, my, one of my investment groups to some of my friends, uh, my good friends from college. And, you know, we were talking about investing and then, you know, uh, I kind of dropped a mobile home investing into the chat, uh, into the GC, as my daughters call it, and dropped the mobile home investing into the GC. And then my boy was like, boom, I know somebody we found. We'd start with one mobile home, one mobile home turned to two mobile homes, two mobile homes turned into flipping mobile homes and renting mobile homes. And it's turned into a full-blown business, all because I had somebody in my life that multiplied what I brought to the table. Again, you have to consider who you bring to the table. What are they doing? Are they adding? Are they subtracting? Are they multiplying? And here's probably the worst one, right? It's those dividers, right? The ones that divide up what you have going on. I would say like a lot of a lot of relationships, uh, you know, end because of money or infidelity or conversation, right? And conversation probably results in money issues and, and infidelity issues. That girl at your job that you think is cute, the young one, right? The one that flirts with you at the water cooler. She's a divider, dog. Like she is not, she's not, uh, not cool. You know what I mean? Like she's great at doing her work. She sends the emails. You want to send your assistant sending the emails. Fantastic. She's funny. She's cute. She's a divider. Got it. You can't have her in your circle, right? You have friends that are dividers that come in between you and your significant other. Sometimes your in-laws are dividers, right? Because you'll see all the time dudes complain about this, their mother-in-law or father-in-law and how they're kind of in always in their business and relationship. And that's probably more of a you and your significant other issue. But that person is a divider, right? If they're coming in between you and your happy home, they're a divider, right? And so you got to figure out how to excommunicate that person from your circle. Um, but as we go on, 
And we talk about adding to the circle and we're talking about adding to the circle only because we want to be better. Right. I think we have to do uh, something I mentioned on the last episode is we have to. We have to get better at self-awareness. We have to get better at social awareness and we have to know where we are, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are. What is it that we're doing really well? We have to do a, a, a SWOT analysis. What, what are our strengths, our weaknesses, our opportunities and our threats? What am I strong at? What am I really good at? Right? What am I killing it at right now? Where, where is my relationship with my wife at right now? What am I killing in that relationship? What am I doing really well with my children? This is why I take my daughters out on individual daddy-daughter dates. Sometimes I'll take them both together, but in, no matter what, I'm always going to ask them on this date, and they know now, uh, you know, what is, how is daddy doing, right? What is he doing really well? What could he do better at? What is he struggling with? Like, help me be like, what would I need to do to be the best dad for you? Right. And they give me real answers now before you speak. Oh, daddy, you're great. You know, but now they give me real answers. Like, Hey, look, dog, <laughs> remember that time you yelled at me to put my shoes on in the morning? Like I was trying to do this and that. And you, you know, you overreacted and you got frustrated. And again, I say I, I give my children a voice because I want them to understand how important and valuable their voice is to the world. But at the end of the day, I'm still their father. I'm still their leader. So they can make suggestions. They can have complaints. We do all that. But I'm still going to be the one, you know, to, to make the decisions. But I give them that opportunity because I am not them. Right. If I'm talking about being a better father, I can only see it from my perspective unless I give them the opportunity to tell them, tell me their perspective. And then once I know their perspective, I can act accordingly. Oh, man, she sees me as somebody who overreacts. Is that who I want to be? I don't want to be an overreactor, so I need to think through things a little bit more. Um, I'm still going to parent her. I'm still going to discipline her. I'm still going to act swiftly when whatever needs me to act swiftly. But I'm also going to be aware that I sometimes overreact and I need to, you know, maybe take a pause, take a beat, take a breath, and then react uh, or respond, right? And there's a big difference between reaction and response. And I think we miss that a lot. But going back to self-awareness. Um, uh, uh, being aware of where you are, what you are and who you are, and then how you can improve, right? Strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? Socially, if you don't understand who you are socially, it can be a big issue, right? Because then you allow people into your circle who don't benefit you, who don't add, who don't multiply. They only subtract and divide, right? Because socially, you're not aware of what you need. Socially, you're not aware of how you show up for other people, how you show up to other people. Are you presenting yourself as somebody who would do some foolishness with somebody? Because that's the only way people bring it to your table, right? Like, I don't give off the vibe that I'm going to do a bunch of like crazy stuff, right? So my friends that are crazy don't bring it to me. They don't talk to me about doing crazy stuff. They know like Rod is not probably, he's probably not going to do it. So why waste my breath, Right. But if you give off that vibe, but like, because I think we all at some point and probably even now got a friend, uh, an old buddy, a brother, a cousin, that's a dog, right? Cheating on their wife, cheating on the girlfriend. And you, you know, you being the honest man that you are, you told them you don't agree with it, you know, whatever, right? But if they keep trying to bring it to you, right? It's, there's a reason for that, right? It's like Instagram, the algorithm. Right? The algorithm is going to continue to show you what it has seen from you as a thing of interest. Right. It's the same reason they would continue to come to you and be like, hey, man, you know, we want to go to the club with me. I got these girls on deck, you know, come over to the house. I mean, 
only because you're showing interest in that activity. Right? Like, if you're not showing interest, I'm not going to waste my time. Most men are, are not going to waste their time on things they don't have to waste their time. No one's pulling your leg. No one's twisting your arm. Right? It's not going to happen. Right? It's just, it's just we, we know better. We know, like, oh, he ain't about that, so I'm just leaving him alone. It ain't a big deal. I can find, find a bunch of other people that can do it. Right? Um, but anyway, get, getting back to getting back to fathering, right? Because I kind of got off track, and I don't know why marriage and relationships are so in my head right now. But um, <clears throat> the 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 daddy daughter opportunity or father son opportunity on the way to practice, uh, like I said, we do daddy daughter dates, but we have our individual time as well as our group time. Where we talk about like what's going on outside of just like what's happening in their life or the things that I'm dictating to them, but like how they're experiencing it, right? How how they're they're uh, perceiving me in the way that I'm fathering, right? And they're both young, so they they really don't have like a full context of all that's going on in the world, and that's fine because I understand that. So when I hear them say certain things. Or when they ask for certain things, I understand that it's with a 10-year-old or an 8-year-old mindset. But then I also can look at it and go, okay, this is what she probably means by that, right? And I ask for clarity, right? I think that's one thing we talked about high-performance dads uh, in our high-performance, obviously, our high-performance dad program. Uh, one of the things that, that high-performers do is they seek clarity. They're always looking for clarity. Uh, I was listening to uh, Brendan, Brendan Burchard uh, talk about when he was working with Oprah, and before every meeting, she would start the meeting by what what is the purpose of this meeting? What are we looking to accomplish? And and like because she needs clarity. Right. Like she don't have time to just be in there just to be in there. Right. She need clarity. She's a high performer. Like, what are we trying to accomplish? Right. And then, and then just continue to ask the questions of what, why, when, how to get clarity. Right. Because once I have clarity, I can I can act. I can I can take massive action. And I think that's one thing that we need to do a better job of as people, but especially as fathers. Right. <clears throat> taking massive action in the way that we show up for our children, taking massive action in the way that we uh, example for our children. Like <clears throat> a lot of what we we do for our children um, is going to be because of how we act. Right. Because children are constantly paying attention to your actions, right? They hear what you say sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they hear what you say and they don't believe it, but they believe what they see, right? And so if they see you and your interactions with people, you're respectful, you're kind, you're decent, uh, you're a good person, then they understand that, okay, this is what adults do. Adults are understanding, they're kind, they're, you know what I mean? They, they, they're respectful. They see you do it and they go, OK, this is an example of what I should do. Right. And I've, I've posted about the you know fathers being an example for your daughter, but also for your son. And not just in the relationships that they are going to be in. Right. Because it's not really about that. It's about you showing them the way that a person, an adult uh, acts in the world, because we have to remember we're not raising children. We're raising adults. They just happen to be children right now. This is just a part of the process because eventually, no matter what happens or, you know, God forbid, no matter what happens, they're going to become adults. So you're not raising children. And so that's why I have a problem with like, you know, sometimes the way people word things about children is that I, I again, I am at the end of the day, I'm still the leader in my house. 
right? But because I'm raising adults, I give my daughters the freedom or at least the, the, the leash to be able to express themselves within reason, with, with respectfully, right? Within reason to kind of be able to practice that because if they can't practice it with me and what I would consider to be a safe space in this world, then when they get out into the world, they're definitely not going to practice it because the world doesn't the world doesn't care about them, right? The world doesn't care what they think, it doesn't care about their opinions. The world's going to just keep turning, right? And if they fit in, they fit in. So I got to I have to show them by telling them one, but then also by allowing them to have the opportunity to to do that, right? All right, so let's get back to the point. Right. The mathematics of manhood. So who are we adding to our life? Who are we subtracting from our life or how not even who how who are we subtracting? But, but what is that person that we bring into our life once we add them in? Are they subtracting from what we already have going? Right. Because in that case, if they're subtracting from what we already have going, we need to subtract them. <laughs> right. If if we bring somebody into our life and they're a multiplier. Right. Because like I say, again, there's four types of people. There's adders, there's subtractors, there's multipliers and there's dividers. And you need to look at the people that are around you. And see how they fit into your life. Right. And then then you allow them space. Right. Whether like if I got somebody in my life that's a subtractor, I'm going to keep them at, at distance. Right. I mean, I'm not cutting nobody off. Like I got a bunch of people that I don't I don't cut people off. I'm just be honest. Like I have people on, on like Facebook, social media. For, I got even friends, right? Um, that we'll disagree, like, and that, you know, we get mad at each other. They don't like what I say. I don't like what they say. We just agree to disagree. But I'm not gonna unfriend you or not. You're not my homie no more. We just don't agree, right? And we may not talk for a little while, but we come back together, and it's like we never broke up, <laughs> right? But you know, at that particular time, because of whatever happened, I need to subtract you, right? Because your mindset and my mindset don't line up. We got to we gotta part ways until we can find some common ground again, right? Or if it's a really serious situation, I might have to let you go forever. I might have to move on from you forever, right? Like when I became a husband and then eventually became a father, like from, from being a, a, a boyfriend to being a husband, I had to... Some of them homies, like, yo, they just, they was just dogs, right? And I was never a dog, but I mean, it, we was just cool because I didn't have, it was like, I didn't, I, my life wasn't different. I had, a, I had a girlfriend and a fiance, but they had a bunch of girlfriends and, <laughs> man, not a bunch of fiancés, but they had a bunch of girlfriends. So we had that in common. We had a girlfriend together, right? Um, but then when I became a husband and I, and I changed the way my life and trajectory was going, we're not going in this. We on the same like we was on the same road at one point, but I made it. I got off that. I got off that exit. Right. And I'm going this way now. You can keep going that way. Like and maybe some point their paths come back together. But right now, man, I got to go make this left and I'm dedicated and committed to this left. Right. You are obviously dedicated and committed to going hard down that line. And I can't do that with you. Right. Then when I became a father. And I never really had any deadbeat dad friends. I've never had that. I don't know really anybody. I can't even think right now who I know that's a deadbeat dad. I got a bunch of uh, friends with kids. I don't think I know any deadbeat dads. And I'm actually kind of proud of that. Uh, <laughs> but if I did have some, 
when I became a father, I definitely was going to cut them off because I can't even understand that. I don't even understand that. Now, if there's something happening where the mom is keeping you away or courts are keeping you away or something is happening where you got to be away from your family, I understand all that. Um, I, 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 I have said this before and I, I'm a little empathetic to it, but I've said this before that, that even though you may have reasons, reasons are just excuses with good lawyers. So if you are saying your, your wife, baby mama, court, so-and-so is keeping you away from your kids, that is just a, that's a damn good lawyer. That's a Johnny Cochran type lawyer for that excuse, right? Because you still got to find a way to be dad. And that's a tough pill to swallow, right? But you got to find a way to show up. As shitty as the situation is, you got to find a way to show up and be the dad. Like, cause, cause no matter what, you still have to be who you are. Right? And if who you are is a great father, nobody gets in the way of that. They can try to, right? But you're going to find a way to be who you are, right? Like if somebody, <laughs> somebody start calling you by a different name, you'd be like, yo, no, no, dog, that's not my name. I'm not, you're not going to call me by that name. I am Ra. You're not going to call me Steve, right? I'm a great dad. You're not going to call me a deadbeat. You're not going to make me a weekend dad. It's just not going to happen. Like I'm not settling for it. I'm going to do whatever I have to do in my power to make sure that I'm not that, right? So again, that, I'm, I'm rambling at this point, man. Because a little stuff, just it's just so many things in fatherhood that, that I come across, especially now being involved in social media. Like when I was doing the podcast and, and posting on social media, and it was me and my like 20 friends. <laughs> this is so much easier, right? But now I come across so much and I talk to so many different people and I get so many DMs and messages um, about all the different things that are going on and people are having to deal with. And, and, and it's crazy. The world is such a crazy place. Like people send me videos, things that are happening. And it's like, wow, man, I, I, I am exposed to a lot, um, a lot of fatherhood related things. Obviously you see the stuff that I post, like I'm going out and finding the majority of that. Like I am constantly scouring to find that stuff. I'm constantly learning and looking and reading and watching, uh, you know, all these different things. And there's so much that goes into it. But I also understand that if I if I want to be better, I have to be around better. If I want to do better, I have to be around better. Yeah, you have to. You got to break into a ramble every once in a while. Like my dad does it still. He'll be talking and he'll just start going off on a tangent. <clears throat> and it probably seems like that for you guys that listen to the podcast, but somebody on the live just says, whatever. Anyway, you guys get it. You know by now. <laughs> anyway, um, so just getting back, getting back to the to the to the point. Um, just again, as, as if, if our goal, right? And I assume, and I'm assuming, and you know, sometimes when you assume, you make an ass out of yourself. Um, I'm assuming that if you're following a fatherhood page on Instagram, as many pages as there are on Instagram, if you're listening to a fatherhood podcast, as many podcasts as there are out there, like everybody got a podcast now, everybody got an Instagram page. Um, but if you're following either one or listening to either one or reading the blog, are you doing any of that stuff? If you're in the fatherhood group, if you're doing any of these things, my assumption, and you can choose to make me ask if you want to, my assumption is that you want to be a great father. And if that is in fact the case, then, then the, the men you surround yourself with play a huge role in that, right? You are the sum of the people you hang around with. So if you got a couple of deadbeat dads you hang around with, well, that's bringing your great dad stock down, <laughs> right? Like I played football my whole life. I played baseball too, but football was my sport. Um, 
I, I, the talent level of teams with black coach football to the talent level of teams is higher, right? Where there's more athletes, right? Like you could be a better dad sometimes just through by being around other dads. Cause this is certain things. This is a different standard. Like I talked about a few weeks ago and I saw somebody uh, from was an entrepreneur post about it. Like, um, in order for you to be great, we talk about like lions, right? Lions don't really hang around with other animals, right? Like you see a pack of lions, it's, or sorry, a herd. No, not a herd, a pride, a pride of lions. It's all lions. It's not like lions and a cheetah or not like lions and a gazelle. Like they ain't hanging out with nothing else. So for the lion, the standard is be a lion, right? Like in order to be in this group, you got to be a lion. You may not be the alpha lion. You may not be the top of the food chain and the lion pride, but you got to at least be a lion. You can't hang with me and, and my good dad group and you you a bad dad. That just don't work, right? You got to at least be wanting to be a good dad. You got to at least be wanting to be a good man to be in my circle. And in order for me to continue to get better, right? Like I either got to be pushing, like pushing somebody forward or pulling somebody up. Right. Like my actions have to be like somebody's looking at me. One of the other dads in my group sees me and goes, damn, Rod did that this weekend with his girls. OK. All right. I see what he's doing here. Right. And I got to be looking at somebody like, oh, shoot, I didn't even think of that. That's a great idea. I'm going to try that with my kids or else that circle sucks. The circle doesn't work for me. Right. Because I am always trying to get better. Right. And if you're not trying to get better. And you surround yourself with people where like they always say, don't, you know, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You don't want to be the best dad in the room either. Right. Because those other dads that aren't as good as you, however you quantify that, are going to allow you to kind of start fading back towards them. There's nobody pushing you forward. They're allowing you to fade back towards them. Right. There's nobody pulling you up. Everybody's like chasing you. And so you can kind of rest on your laurels a little bit. And before you know it, you slipping in the bad dad territory, right? Another reason why you don't you don't mix, right? Or why uh, <laughs> I saw a comedian say this is why the animal kingdom is is better than than the human race is because uh, animals are racist, right? Like animals generally don't hang out with other animals. Like they they feud, they they meet, you know, they cross paths, they do some of the same things, but <clears throat> lions hang with lions. Giraffes hang out with giraffes. They don't hang out with turtles, right? Because they don't see eye to eye, right? They just don't. Like a, a, a giraffe is eating at the top of the tree, right? A turtle is eating at the bottom, eating the grass, eating the, 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 the things on the ground, right? They don't see eye to eye. Now, can a giraffe come down and get some grass? For sure. They can bend down, drop their head down and get some grass, but they will never be at the level of a turtle, right? So unless you want to, you know, be a bad dad or be a bad husband or be a bad man, you can't just you can't hang around those dudes too often. You got a homie you ain't seen in a long time. Y'all hook up at the end of the night when he said, oh, yeah, I'm about to go see what he's talking about. All right, bro. Peace, peace be the journey. Bye, con Dios. <laughs> Holla at you. Go do your thing because I have to go home to my family and take care of my family. Right. Where you got a, a, a dude who's not not thinking about his kids, not providing for his kids. He's, he's not showing up for his kids the way he's supposed to. I can't be friends with that guy.
I can help that guy, right? I can work with that guy. I can try to encourage that guy, right? Because those are some of the guys that I work with. But even in the fact that they aren't doing really well now, they have the self-awareness to know that they need to do better. And so they seek out help, right? So the guys that I work with aren't bad dads on purpose. A lot of them never had a dad. They don't, they don't know what that means, right? They've never had somebody be a good father to them. They're usually young or younger. And they're like, yo, I'm just trying to figure this whole dad thing out. Super nervous. I'm anxious. I just don't want to mess up. Like I never had an example. I don't know what to do. I'm doing everything for the first time. I don't even have a dad to ask, hey, dad, what happens in this situation? Right. So those dudes aren't bad dads on purpose. They're just bad dads to start. And we all are. Right. We all suck at fatherhood the first time because we're all doing it for the first time. And I think that's why I have to give grace to my parents is because they were never parents before me. Right. Well, they were because, you know, older kids or whatever. But you understand what I'm saying? Like they weren't they weren't like in parenting school and then they got out of parenting school. And then all of a sudden now they you know, they were learning how to be parents, just like we're learning how to be parents. But I think the difference is, is when you want to be great. Right. Like you got a guy like Kobe or, or some of the, the, the more premier players in, in any major league sport. Those guys are always learning. They're always getting better. They're finding, you know, in the offseason, you know, Kobe, you talk about Kobe. Kobe's the extreme case, right? Because he's working out three times a day and he's he's talking to people and he's adding things to his game. He's he's doing all these different things in the offseason. And a lot of guys work on things in the offseason, but he's very intentional about it or was very intentional about it, right? And I'm I'm not Kobe by any means in my fatherhood, right? That's an extreme, a very obsessive uh, way to go about things. I think I am. I am definitely always working on something. I'm always trying to get better at something. I'm always trying to work on my patience. I'm trying to work on my emotional intelligence. Uh, I'm trying to work on how I present my feelings, my understanding of their, my empathy, right? Because I have, I have daughters. I mean, maybe it would be different if I had a son, but I have daughters and I, I'm not changing that. And I'm happy about that. So I have to be different, right? Like the way I I coach my athletes, male or female, I coach them the same, right? Like I, my expectation level is the same. And, uh, and that's because I can coach them as an athlete. I don't coach them as a girl or a guy. But my kids, I can't just treat them like a kid. I got to treat them like my kid. And I understand how they, they feel. And, you know, things are a little bit different. So anyway, um, I'm going to wrap this one up. It's, it's getting a little longer than I typically like for the uh, the individual episodes. Like on an interview episode, I let it go as long as the interview is good. Um, on these shorter ones, I like to keep them short so that we can move on to, to new things. But again, you need to think about your mathematics, right? Like they used to say uh, back in the, like the 90s, what's the mathematics? Like what's going on? You got to think about your mathematics, man. Who, who are the people that you're allowing in your life? You got to choose wisely because it's four types of people people who add, the people who subtract, people who divide, and the people who multiply, right? Subtractors and dividers, man, you probably want to get rid of them. So you got to look a very close look at your circle, people around you, people you allow to be around you. Take a look at your your, uh, your social media, right? We talked about this for a couple episodes now. You can train your algorithm to show you things that are going to benefit you. Trust me, believe me, if you, if you start liking uh things that have to do with what you want right like you want to 
build a business, you want to get in shape, you want to be a better father, you start following accounts that are about business, uh, getting in shape, being a better father. Watch what happens to the algorithm. My for you page right now is business, fatherhood, motivation, fitness. Literally those four things. I, I'll be I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked if I go to my for you page and it, or the search page or whatever it is, and I see something like twerking. I haven't. I I mean I would be blown away. Like whoa! Like this must be a business or. <laughs> Yeah. Or it might be like a, 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 a some clickbait or something like that to get you to pay attention to this business video, because I just don't allow myself to be uh, surrounded by that. Not because I don't have control or just I don't want to have anything to do with it. like it's just not it's not it's not going to be beneficial to me as a father, as a, as a good husband. It don't benefit me. I don't want nothing to do with it. Right. And so I, I set myself up to be in situations that only make me better, uh, situations that challenge me to be better. Um, situations that encourage me when I need encouragement, right? And that's why the fatherhood group is so important. That is why I'm continuing to push the fatherhood group, um, you know, because I think in order to do it, you can definitely do it alone, right? Like they say, if you want to do it fast, do it alone. If you want to go far, do it together. Um, fatherhood is a long game for me. It's not about how good of a father I could be to a 10-year-old. It's about how good of a father I could be over a lifetime. And if that's the case, I need to have a group around me that's going to help me go far in my fatherhood to be great in my fatherhood uh, so that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm setting myself up to be fit for fatherhood forever. Right. That's the other four, um, because I'm going to be a grandfather. I'm going to be a great grandfather. And it's not just about how good I could be as a 10 year old's dad, but how good I could be as a 10 year old's grandfather or a 10 year old's great grandfather. Right. What lessons am I learning? Am I continuing to get better even in my old age? Right. That's my goal. I don't know what yours is. Whatever your goal is, is your goal. Right. But I hope I sincerely hope that if you're following a fatherhood page, you listen to a fatherhood podcast, that you're trying to be a good father, a great father. So my challenge is to you to get into a group where you can be challenged, where you can be held accountable, where you can push and motivate yourself where you can be pulled up by men who are ahead of you and pushed forward by men who are behind you, uh, where you can mentor and be mentored. Um, and I think the fit for fatherhood group um, is, is that place. So if you're looking for something like that, link is in the bio. Uh, go ahead and click the link in the bio. If you're listening to the podcast, the link will be in the show notes. Um, so you can go ahead and click there. Uh, and we'd love to have you in there. Like I said, it's more of this kind of interaction. This one one to many or like it's a conversation this is a dialogue like this is a monologue this is me talking at you talking to you uh inside the group is a conversation we talk together we grow together we build together because as i always say selfishly as a father to my children i want to be the best father to them that i can possibly be Part of that is helping you be the best father that you can be so that when my kids grow up, my kids that have been fathered well uh, can go out into the world with your kids who have been fathered well and they can work together to build something better. Um, and, you know, I don't want my kids growing up to live with your your POS kids because you weren't a good dad. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to hop off and uh, I'll see you later. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. 
If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at you can call me coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on you can call me coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.